Welcome to the Simply Resilient Podcast. This is episode 25, Our Love Story. This podcast is for military wives who know how to handle the challenges of deployments and frequent trainings, but want to stop feeling mentally miserable in the process. You know what to do and you're doing it, all while holding down the fort at home, but you are weary from living in survival mode and battling with your brain. My name is Jesse Ellertson and I am a life coach and a military wife who is in the trenches of life with each of you. If you are ready to thrive, then you are in the right place. You guys, I have an exciting surprise for you today. I have a guest on my podcast. Welcome, Brad. Thanks for having me. (laughs) My husband's here because we just celebrated our anniversary a couple nights ago, and we have been married for 15 years. 15. It's a long time. Yes, it is. And we decided to do a podcast episode. I guess I decided that we were going to do a podcast episode together. And he obliged me. And we are just going to tell you some highlights from our years together and tell some fun stories and just kind of go through our timeline of this big adventure we've been on. So we actually met in 1998. And there's like a running joke in our family that we met when we were like five years old. Because every time we tell the story, they say we get younger and younger. But truly, I was 13 and he was 14 when we met, which is very young. But so we were freshmen in high school and we liked to... um, Just at the beginning of our freshman year. Yeah. And we disagree about where we met. So where do you think we met, Brad? I'm pretty sure the first time (laughs) we met was at night games. At the park, right outside our high school. Yeah, but what he doesn't know is that we actually met a week before that at the freshman dance. But I guess that I just noticed him and he didn't notice me that night. (laughs) He doesn't like that part of the story. Anyway, okay, so that was freshman year, ninth grade. And then I have a story I want Brad to tell from 1999 when we were still freshmen. Um, This is the story of the Cheeto fingers. For lunch, I had some Cheetos and... We were always around each other at lunch. The whole group would get together. We were in love, Brad and I. We were in love. (laughs) And we were saying goodbye after lunch. And I had Cheeto cheese all over my fingers. And I was walking her to class. or We were heading somewhere and about to say goodbye. And I thought I could either clean my fingers or give her a big hug and leave Cheeto streaked finger marks all over her nice white shirt. (laughs) And me being a 14-year-old kid, I didn't care about her clothes and went for the hug. And got Cheeto (laughs) dust all over her nice shirt. And I discovered it an hour later and realized what had happened. And I like to remember the story that he basically had to choose between hugging me and not hugging me. And he wasn't willing to not hug me. (laughs) That's what it was. Okay, so we did count it up one time, and we figured out that we broke up seven times in high school, which is a lot, but that's kind of what happens when you fall in love before you're emotionally mature enough to be in love. (laughs) Young, immature drama. So mostly we were just just best (laughs) friends, um, but we were also um, just very important to each other, and we dated most of the time in high school, but did break up those seven amazing times. So we're moving on to 2000 now. This is when we had our first kiss. Oh, man. Lightning strike (laughs) right there. Best best kiss ever. So I made Brad wait a long time to kiss me because before I met him... (laughs) Before I met him, I had decided that I wasn't going to kiss anybody until I was 16 years old. But he had other plans in mind. 
Like kissing Jessie. Yeah. I wanted to kiss her. And so, spoiler alert, I did not make it till I was 16. This was yes. the, I won. <laughs> the spring I won. of our sophomore year. And I don't know. I don't know why that one particular night I just finally let him kiss me. But we were sitting outside in my backyard by my pool. And just the stars aligned. And it was amazing. And it, it was amazing. It's the first kiss to go down in history for sure. We actually did end up getting in trouble that night because my dad, well, my parents were out of town. And so we couldn't go in the house because you couldn't be at my house if no parents were there. That was our rule. And so we were being a little bit sneaky and just being outside rather than in the house. And my dad came home early from his trip and I got in trouble. But still, amazing first kiss. So now, Brad, another story I want you to tell, speaking of my father, is the time when you accidentally ripped your truck open on the side of our mailbox and what happened after that. So driving an F-150, an old clunky F-150 in high school with my friends. We're leaving your house late one night and I think there was a car coming so I was trying to get out quickly of your driveway. And to describe this mailbox that's on the left hand right hand side of the driveway coming out, it's like a rectangle of titanium razor blades concreted <laughs> to a huge pile of concrete that keeps it yeah it was it was a can opener of a mailbox it's an intense mailbox yeah and so i cut it a little too close and it just ripped the side of my truck right open like a can opener and it was it surprised me and it was really loud and it was midnight and i was scared so we threw the mailbox that had come off of this platform threw it in the bushes and we took off and didn't tell anybody i don't know what i was thinking or hoping would happen but uh Jessie communicated to me the next day that her dad required uh, compensation for my ill-advised decision. And the damage. And the damage <laughs> to the mailbox. And so I, myself and a good friend of mine, went and raked his leaves in his backyard. And it was embarrassing for everybody. I was embarrassed as well, but you did make up for what happened. And I think he forgave you. Let's hope. Well, let's not forget what my dad to me oh, about yeah. <laughs> destroying the truck. Right. Yes. So he had to pay for a lot in that story. Okay. This moves us on to 2001. We're now juniors in high school. And my family actually moved to California for about eight months. And I was able to return to Utah to go on a choir trip that I just had already paid for before we moved. And Brad and I were in the same choir, which was so fun. We had a very magical kiss on top of the Empire State Building. Magical <laughs> is the way to describe it. All of our kissing's magical, basically. Anyway, and Brad asked me to prom on that trip, which was super cool because he knew that my family was also coming back to Utah for spring break, which happened to fall over. Or California spring break happened to fall over the prom at our high school. So that my favorite thing to tell people um, who maybe don't know us is rather than say, you know, I, I married my high school sweetheart, I love to say I married my prom date. Because most people don't marry their prom dates, and that's probably for the better. Probably. But we... It worked for us. Worked for us. <laughs> okay, in 2002, um, Brad was in a play, Into the Woods, and that was... Epic. A really fun adventure. <laughs> and we also graduated from high school. 
I came back to Utah for my senior year of high school, which was great. And then right after graduation, my family moved back to California permanently. And what did you do right after high school, Brad? I served a two-year church mission to the great Texas Dallas mission and had a blast. And I uh, came back to Utah to go to Brigham Young University in Provo. And if you're familiar with how it goes in the LDS church and with missions, often you'll have a missionary that you're waiting for. But our seventh breakup was actually halfway through our senior year. And we actually were not on great terms after that. We were okay, but you know, our relationship had been through a lot and we were just giving each other some space. And so when I moved to California right after high school, I really just didn't see him again for quite a while. And he left on his mission and I sort of thought that was that. But the first week of his mission, he wrote me a letter and I wrote him back and then he wrote me another letter and I realized, oh, we're going to write while he's on his mission. And that was pretty cool. So I came up with a rule. What was my rule, Brad, that you loved so much? Actually, he didn't know about the rule till after his mission, but here's he knows it now. In retrospect, I don't like that rule you had. <laughs> what was my rule? You would wait until you had two letters from me before you would write me back. Why would I do that? Kind of a ripoff of a deal here. (laughs) I didn't tell him I was doing that, but I wanted to make sure that he was dictating how frequently we were writing. And so I didn't want to distract him while he was on his mission. And so I just let him dictate that frequency. And he wrote me every single week of his mission. And I have all of our letters. It's all organized in binders. And it's so fun to look through them. But there's twice as many letters from him as there are from me, which I told him after. And it made him feel some things. Pretty bad deal. (laughs) But you can see now there was some wisdom in that, right? No, no no wisdom. wisdom. I just got ripped off for two years. Okay, two things I remember from while Brad was on his mission was I decided to dye my hair brown. Which is my favorite thing. That's his sarcastic voice. He could not handle my brown hair. I would send him pictures and he just wrote back, brown? (laughs) He was really nice. He didn't say he didn't like it, but I could tell he didn't like it. And now he can tell me he didn't like it. Yes. Because I am blonde um, and he prefers me blonde. But I really enjoyed being a brunette. I thought that was fun. And then the other thing was I was planning to do a study abroad that would, I mean, I would be gone when he got home. And near the end of his mission was kind of when we both realized, oh, wow, you know, like we're still writing. We're still close. We really, we fell in love maybe physically and emotionally in high school. And then we fell in love more like maturely and spiritually while he was on his mission through our letters, sharing our feelings and all in the written word, which was really special. And near the end of his mission, we realized that this, there was a good chance that we were going to get married. So I had planned to go on this study abroad to Spain and that was not his favorite idea. It wasn't really, I, I, I was excited to go on the study abroad, but I wasn't excited to be gone when he came home, but then the program actually fell through. So good news. I was home and Brad got home from his mission in August of 2004. And when did we get married, Brad? Much, much later. Much later. In December of 2004. So a full four months later. We got married in the San Diego temple because I didn't want to get married in the snow. And we had a beautiful reception that evening and went on our honeymoon to Catalina Island. And then we came back to Utah and had another reception for our family and friends that lived here in Utah. And then we were just both in school and loving life. And that brings us to 2004. 
2005, our first year married, because we got married at the very end of 2004. And... I think one of our most exciting things that happened in 2005 was our Thailand trip. You want to tell them about that? We went to visit Jesse's parents who were in Thailand serving a uh, church mission as well. And my dad went to Thailand when he was younger and served his mission there. So he and uh, my parents and us and my two younger sisters all went to visit Jesse's parents over there for two weeks. And your dad speaks Thai, so that yeah. was really helpful. Yep, so he was getting us around the country and along with Jesse's parents. We went and visited some amazing places, both on the beach and in the jungles of Thailand with the elephants. And It was, it was amazing. And it was such awesome. good food, oh my goodness. Amazing, hot, cheap spicy food. Brad loves spicy food. (laughs) So the one fun thing to remember about this trip is that I was six months pregnant with our first and that was a very hard flight. That's one thing I'll say. The smells in Thailand were very challenging being pregnant. But other than that, it was amazing. And the, the thing I remember the most about it was that we celebrated our one year anniversary on this trip and we ended up riding elephants that day that was just what we had planned for that day and so we thought oh what a fun way to celebrate anniversary right elephants and we were riding on our elephant and there was the kind of the driver sitting on the elephant's neck the the late native thai driver and he kept pointing at me and pointing at the elephant and speaking but i didn't know what he was saying and we didn't have your dad around to translate and I sort of thought, oh, you know, I know I'm pregnant. And I I kind of had this funny thought of, oh, he thinks I look like an elephant, you know, which is, anyway. And then we finally were able to get through his hand gestures that the elephant was pregnant and I was pregnant. So we always like to tell that story. Our kids like that story that I rode a pregnant elephant while I was pregnant on our one year anniversary in Thailand. Okay, that brings us to 2006 when I graduated from Brigham Young University with my bachelor's degree in finance. And our first daughter was born, Jane. And then in 2007... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The best thing about your graduation was walking back to go sit down. (laughs) And the the row in front of us all were seated with their graduation caps. And Jessie's big eight-month pregnant belly knocked every one of them off as she was trying to get to her seat. It was quite funny. That is so good. I had forgotten that. And I was like nine months pregnant at my graduation. We had timed it. Basically, we didn't know how long it would take us to get pregnant, but we knew we waited till the month that if it only took us one month to get pregnant, I'd still be able to graduate. And it only took us one month to get pregnant. So I was due May 5th and I graduated April 28th. That's weird that I remember those dates so yeah, well, but I really do. I remember those as well. Yeah, no, you don't. <laughs> okay, in 2007, wow, Marin was born. That's a fun story that we're going to tell another time of having our first two 13 months apart. We planned it that way, That I was promise. That was a wild ride. And uh, the besides our second amazing daughter being born, our biggest thing that happened in 2007 was that Brad went to basic training. So we joined the military. Well, we were pregnant with our second, and I felt a lot of things about that, which I've already talked to you guys about. Um, Initially, when Brad let me know he wanted to join the military, I was pretty upset with him and really wished we weren't wanting to do that. But I came around, and it's been an amazing experience for our family. And then the other thing that happened that was important in 2007 is we bought our first and our second minivan. Yes. Can you tell him about that? Two minivans. <laughs> That's how we roll. Uh, we just got in an accident with the first one. The first one was a great minivan we bought for my parents. We'd only had it six weeks yeah, when we totaled it. Six weeks uh, going through a light. I think I was going a little too fast, but it wasn't my 
fall to the left turner left turning vw red bug pulled right in front of us and yeah totaled that car then bought another one a nice an improved red model with a dvd player so upgrade you're welcome kids and always have a dvd player when you have screaming toddlers in your car (laughs) it's essential Anyway, our we only had one child with us in the accident, and it was Marin, and she was six weeks old, and she slept through it. So, that was great. Okay, in 2008, speaking of cars, we became a two-car family. Not a lot happened in 2008, as I was thinking through it, so my 2008 updates are kind of boring. We also bought our first piano, our first and only piano, super important, and I got my gallbladder removed. So oh, that was kind so of... so glad we're rid of that uh, gallbladder. I know. I had a lot of awful like gallbladder attacks because my gallbladder was full of stones, it turns out. Okay, anyway, 2009, uh, we went on an amazing cruise to Bermuda with my sister and her husband. And the thing I remember about that trip is that we were pregnant with Kate. And I don't know why, but I'm always pregnant on all always. of our epic adventures. <laughs> You spend so, a lot of time pregnant. I spend so much time kids. pregnant. Oh man, I added it up one day. I'll have to look up those numbers of how many weeks I was pregnant within like a 12 year yeah. span. Anyway, and so what was funny about going on that trip is my sister and her husband, they didn't have kids yet. And I was actually pretty early in my pregnancy, so I was morning sick. And so I slept a lot on that cruise and they just couldn't figure out why I wanted to sleep so much because they'd never been pregnant. And also we had little kids at home. And so we were really enjoying just being kid free that week. And they just kept wanting to run around and play and do all these things. And we did that too. We did do adventures, but we just also relaxed and slept a lot. And then the next year they had a baby. And like the first thing they said, uh, you know, maybe a few weeks after they had their baby was, now we understand why you guys slept so much on that trip. (laughs) Okay, so then Kate was born in 2009, and she is our third daughter. In 2010, Brad graduated from college, and that was a very happy day. It was a great day. Yeah. and Me and college don't do well together. Well, and his went on a little longer because he was on the track team all through college, and he did the ROTC program. And I took a semester off for basic. Yes, and he also... We had three kids. I was done but so I was stayed home with the kids we had three kids while he was in college and he worked and did school and did track and supported us all through all of that so those were a couple of rough years there but we did okay and hooray he graduated and right after and he commissioned that's right commissioned as an officer in the army and right after that we found out that we got a spot in flight school so that was really exciting so in 2011 we moved to Fort Rucker Alabama and Brad went to flight school. And War Eagle, yes. He doesn't, what is that? That's Auburn University. Oh. Anyway, he doesn't remember much about those years because he was busier than he's ever been in his life and more stressed than he's ever been in his life and studied more than he's ever studied in his life. If you want to learn about your stress level and anxiety level, just go to flight school for the Army. Yeah, it was great. But he did amazing. And he... Um, we had a baby in Alabama. Who was born in Alabama? We had our boy. We Bruce. finally got a boy. It's the water in Alabama that finally <laughs> got our boy for us. We didn't know if we'd ever have a boy, but we were so glad that Bruce was born in Alabama. And we also got our first dog in Alabama. Those are important milestones in a marriage. <laughs> okay, in 2012, uh, we graduated from flight school. It was about 18 months long. And we moved back to Utah because we're in the Utah National Guard. And we bought our first house in Riverton, Utah. Great house. 
We miss it. We miss it. We lived there four years and we love that house. Um, 2013, I broke my leg and Brad deployed to Kosovo. And I've already talked to you guys about that on the podcast quite a bit. Do you have anything you want to add to that, Brad? It was brutal. It was brutal. I mean, Jesse was going through most of it, but it was still difficult for someone like myself to not be there to help. Yeah, Just it was. Just kind of helpless outside looking in. Those are some low points for our family, for sure. But, you know, if you go, you go through the low points, it makes you stronger, right? Yeah, I think so. So then in 2014, um, I was able to meet up with Brad in Italy. Yeah, that was great. And we went on a cruise during the deployment. He got like eight days of leave, I think, and we did a six-day cruise. And we went to Italy and Greece. Croatia. Croatia. Oh, it was so fun. And then that fall, he came home from his deployment, and we just had a really amazing time reuniting as a family. Um, in 2015, our son Keith was born early, stillborn. I've talked to you guys about that as well. And the other thing that was notable from that year in, in, or in that time of our lives is that you finished our basement in the Riverton house, was, mostly by yourself. That he, was a job. He did work construction, uh, framing and different things in college and um, just had some other experience with that. And so he finished our basement and he built us a deck. And that was kind of into 2016 a little bit. So that was what Brad was spending most of his free time doing. Yeah, I think I bit off a little more that I could chew it, at that time. It was beautiful. The deck that you built was beautiful and the basement turned out amazing. And we needed to be able to move our two oldest girls down in the basement to make room for... 2016, Grace was born. Yay. So she is our fourth daughter. And weirdly enough, we weren't planning on moving that year, but we just started house hunting. And she was only a few months old when we moved into the house we're in now in Eagle Mountain. And it has been the best thing ever. I really did not want to move that year. And I didn't even want to house hunt. But um, we just, Brad got an idea and we rolled with it and we found this amazing house and we made the plan with my parents. We actually bought this house with my parents and they live in the basement apartment and we live upstairs and it's just been a great situation. We love it. Okay. In 2017, Hannah was born. Man, how does that work? 2015, 2016, How many kids do we have? So many kids. Oh, so Hannah's our fifth daughter and... This was the year that we decided to get a vasectomy. Quit our <laughs> okay. Get quit our job and change careers. Yeah. How'd that go, Brad? I was working full time for the guard at the time and kind of going back and forth about sticking it out. Uh, the benefits are great. The hours are great. Everything's great, apart from. Uh, my mental health, <laughs> well, the actual job. And longevity. Like, yeah, you longevity, can't do that yeah. forever. And so I decided to pursue a job with the airlines. I uh, got the ratings I needed and the hours I needed in fixed wing aircraft. And now I work for SkyWest Airlines. When the part that I love about that story is the timing of it where he he quit his job and he just kind of finished out his orders to then start the training to get hired on by SkyWest. We were in the hospital and Hannah had been born just the day before when your orders ended and our benefits, uh, like our TRICARE Prime, switched over to the TRICARE Reserve and everything. And I thought, this is so funny that we've decided 
when we just had our sixth child and we moved into a house the year before that doubled our mortgage payment to quit our job and change. Anyway, it wasn't, it wasn't a super risky move. It was just kind of funny to think of it that way because the airlines were, they're kind of recruiting military pilots. So we knew we would get a job. So it wasn't super risky. Anyway, that brings us to 2018 and Brad went to Iraq for a year and I became a life coach. So more big changes for our family. And in 2019, Brad got home from his deployment and that's this year, that brings us to this year. And we've just had an amazing year getting Brad back at SkyWest and um, enjoying time together as a family. We've been on some amazing vacations and uh, looking forward, tomorrow is New Year's Eve. And so we are getting ready to ring in the new year, 2020. We've got big plans ahead. We are excited about what's coming up for Brad in his military career and in his airline career and for me and my life coaching business and for the phases that all our kids are in. We are thrilled that we are not having more babies. We feel great about the number of babies that we have and that our littlest ones are not quite so little anymore. So we don't have so many toddler tantrums and we're entering teenager world which is so fun and I don't know about you but I think it just gets better and better it gets it keeps changing it does keep changing teenagers is bringing new challenges one of my favorite things to tell Brad is just how much I love life with him and I love life with you oh thanks and I just can't wait for more so we're gonna end this episode with a hot mess moment Brad and I went on an amazing vacation in 2017 um, that we didn't mention on the timeline, but we got to go to Europe for a couple of weeks. I was pregnant with Hannah, of course, because I'm always pregnant when we're on vacation. (laughs) Um, I'm not complaining about going on amazing vacations. I just think it's funny that... Anyway, so my sister and her husband, who's in the Air Force, they were stationed in Germany. And we went and spent a week with them. And then we spent a week going to Paris and the Netherlands And it was awesome. But we want to tell you a story about a day from that vacation. We, a few few years before that in 2013, nope, in 2014, Brad had been to a cool place in Germany called Rotenburg. And he wanted to take me back. So they had to, they have to tell him about the sim hours that you have to get. Why were you in Rotenburg? Uh, So while deployed, uh, aviators will go, will travel to Germany and fly the flight simulator uh, because we are required to fly the flight simulator a certain number of hours every year uh, to meet training requirements. And so we, you can either stay on post, but oftentimes the base there won't have housing. So uh, often we were, we stay in the, the town of Rotenburg. Rotenburg, it's a little quaint Christmas village. It's really cute. And what's so funny about that story is that he's just there with a bunch of dudes, which, you know, it's kind of this romantic, romantic. yeah, place to take, you know, maybe just, it's very quaint. And so they all were there. They, you know, they had a good time. They did their sim hours and then they talked about how we got to come back here with our wives. So when Brad and I went to Germany in 2017, we planned a day trip to Rotenburg. So we get in the car first thing in the morning on this day and Brad pulls up the GPS and types in Rotenburg and looks good on the map and says go and we drive there. It's a couple hours and we pull into the city of Rotenburg 
And it's not Rotenberg. And it's not Rotenberg. <laughs> it's it's Rotenberg. T T R O T T E N B E R G. No, it's only the vowels that changed. Yeah, I feel like something. Anyway, we had spelled it wrong, and there are turns out there's more than one Rotenberg in Germany. So we laughed, and we just thought, you know funny that this happened it was totally fine we didn't have kids with us so it wasn't like stressful we were listening to a great book on tape we were just enjoying the beautiful german countryside so we just kind of laughed we got back on the gps typed in rotenberg the way it's spelled b-e-r-g maybe b-u-r-g i don't know and it looked good on the map and we pressed go and we go again and a couple hours later we pull into this rotenberg and what happened it's not rotenberg <laughs> We are in now Rotenberg, Germany, city number two. Who spells the word Rotenberg three different ways and then puts those cities within a six-hour ring, three-hour ring of driving? <laughs> oh my it's goodness! It's like they planned that. It's like they planned it. So it's it's partly our fault. We know how to never make this mistake again. It's no one else's fault, right? But what I mean is, it's Germany's fault for oh, naming yes. their cities all the same thing. But so we again decided to laugh it off. <laughs> Found Rotenberg. So it's spelled three different ways. I think it was R-O-T-T and then R-O-T-H and, and then, then B-E-R-G and then B-U-R-G. Anyway, for the Berg. So if you're ever looking for this special Christmas town, you have to look up Rotenberg Ob de Tauber, right? Yes. Something like that. And that's how you know you have the right one. So amazingly enough, we go back to the GPS, program it in again, look on the map, and Brad's like, this is it for sure. He'd only been there just the one time, and it was on that military trip, and other people were driving. And Anyway, so we pull into the third Rotenberg in one day, and it's now like 5 p.m., I think. Like, we'd just driven all day. And really, we had a blast. It was so fun, but we did plan to spend the day in Rotenberg. And we pull in at 5 p.m., and it's actually the right Rotenberg. And we just cheered. We were so happy we made it to the right place. And we were able to go to a couple of the Christmas shops. Um, we had to hurry because they were like closing at six, I think. And we had a delicious dinner and we did the night watchman tour, which was so fun. So if you ever go to that area, totally check that out. And then we drove back home. And so in one day, uh, I think we drove like how many miles? I think we added it up and it was like 300, no, maybe more than that. 400 miles in one day. So many hours in the car. Um, if we'd had kids with us, that would have been really stressful, but we just we just had a blast. We had so much fun, but we love to joke about how many Rotenbergs are there in Germany, and we're always a little better prepared now when we're heading out, and when the GPS is in German, and all the signs are in German, and the maps are in German, we just are a little better prepared now when we go out on adventures like that. So that's our hot mess moment for this episode, and I hope you guys enjoyed hearing some highlights from our 21 years together and our love story, and thanks for listening. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Brad. Uh, I know that my listeners enjoyed getting your insights into these stories. My pleasure. Thank you guys so much for making time in your day to listen to this episode. If this podcast resonates with you, send an email to jesse at simplyresilient.net to schedule your free life coaching mini session and see if working with me would be a great fit for you. Remember that when we choose to intentionally manage our minds, we go from feeling mentally miserable to feeling like a mental warrior. You've got this. I'll talk to you soon. Over and out.